Thank you. As, as we were worshipping then, I turned in my Bible to the book of Revelation. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honour and glory and blessing. Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them singing to the one seated on the throne and to the Lamb be blessing and honour and glory and might for ever and ever. And praise be to the Lamb that was slain for us. Welcome this morning as we come to the time of hearing from God's Word. And uh, welcome to those who are watching online. My name is Lynette Leach with my husband, Athel, who is not able to be here this morning. Uh, we live in Williamstown, just, just across the bridge. And uh, I was pastor of the Williamstown Church of Christ for some time. I'm not in that uh, leadership position or ministry anymore, although we attend there. And my ministry now is more one-to-one with people, encouraging uh, younger leaders and mentoring, supervising. And it is my joy and privilege to be a mentor for Pastor Ruth. I have known your Pastor Argus for nearly 30 years when I was working with Churches of Christ in Victoria and Tasmania and got to know Pastor Argus and other of the um, Asian ministers in Melbourne. And I remember when this church first started to meet here in this building. So that goes back quite uh, a long time. But it's a joy and a privilege to share with you on this Easter Sunday when we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. In some church traditions, it is customary for the worship leader or the minister to say on Easter Sunday, Christ is risen, and the response comes back from the people gathered, Christ is risen. So we're going to do that today. Christ is risen. Now we're going to say it as though we really do believe it and know that it it has happened. Christ is risen. risen. Praise God. Uh, Before I move into my message this morning, let us pray. Father God, we thank you for what this day means. We thank you for what Jesus accomplished on the cross for us. And for the whole world, freedom, forgiveness, life everlasting, salvation in his blood. We pray that we hear you afresh this morning, even if we've heard the story many times before. We invite you, Holy Spirit, to breathe new life into us that this day we will know the love, the joy, the peace and the resurrection power that comes from Jesus. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. The meaning of the resurrection only makes sense 
when we understand the events of the week leading up to Jesus' death on the cross. And so I just want to take you through a very quick recap of what happened for Jesus in that final week before the cross. He had entered Jerusalem on a donkey, seeing people waving palm branches, shouting out, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And then there was the reality for Jesus as he sensed the dark shadows and threats gathering around his life. He overthrew the tables of the money changers in the temple and declared, My house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. He continued to teach his disciples and anyone who would listen right through that week. He shared the Passover and Last Supper with his disciples And in a remarkable example of servanthood, he knelt before each one of them, even Peter who would deny him and even Judas who betrayed him, and he washed their feet and gave gave us that example of service. Then we go to the Garden of Gethsemane and we hear him praying in agony, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. And then the prayer of surrender. But not as I will, but as you will, father. And then we read in the gospels of the ugliness of betrayal, denial and the lies that were told about him at his mock trial. Then the agony of whipping, the crown of thorns placed on his head, dragging his cross along the stony streets of Jerusalem and the sheer suffering and agony of death by crucifixion. And then his final words, surrendering his life into the hands of his father God, who he felt at that moment had abandoned him. Father, forgive them. He prayed for the people around him. And then that cry, into your hands I commend my spirit. It is finished. This was no ordinary death. We read in scripture that from midday until 3pm, darkness covered the whole land while Jesus hung on the cross. And then at the moment of death, the curtain in the temple was torn in two, ripped, not by human hands. Opening up the entrance of people into the presence of God. The earth shook, the rocks split and the tombs broke open. And we are told that the bodies of many holy people were raised to life on that day. That was Friday of the crucifixion. It was an extraordinary experience, surely signifying that this death was beyond our human understanding of what death means. Matthew, in his gospel, says that the Roman soldiers who were in charge of the crucifixion, and they had witnessed many people die that way, 
a very cruel form of torture and death. When the Roman soldiers saw the earthquake and saw what was happening, they were terrified and they made an amazing statement. Surely this man was the son of God. Finally, his tortured body was placed in a tomb, wrapped in cloths as was the custom. In the tomb, a place of darkness, waiting. Now we know as believers the story this side of the resurrection. We know how the story is fulfilled and how it will be fulfilled completely when Jesus returns. But what was that in-between time like for his closest friends, his disciples? That time between his death and resurrection, the Saturday between the Friday of his death and the Sunday of his resurrection. There was a promise yet to be fulfilled. Jesus had told them many times that he would be put to death but that he would rise on the third day. But did they really believe it? That Friday was a day of darkness and despair. The Saturday, the Sabbath, a day of emptiness and grief. It seemed to them that all was over. It was finished. What could life possibly mean now? Where is the hope? You know, this is sometimes what we experience and what people in the world around us experience, despite knowing that the resurrection has occurred. We ask questions about our own suffering. We hear about the suffering of people who are being persecuted for their faith. We see on our TV screens the horror of the violence in Ukraine and elsewhere. Evil still exists. And we are conscious of our own sin and brokenness at different times in our life. But that is not the end of the story. If it were the end, we would be people without hope. There would be no reason to gather in churches today. But on that Sunday morning, the day of resurrection, there was an astounding experience which Mary Magdalene had in the garden. It's recorded in John's Gospel. She went to the tomb and found it empty. But someone was standing nearby and she thought it was the gardener. And with her heart breaking, She said, sir, if you have taken his body away, tell me where he is that I may go to him. Then miracle of all miracles, he spoke her name. That's all he said, Mary. And she knew in that moment that it was Jesus, her Lord and her master, He told her to go and tell his disciples that he was alive. And she ran to them with all the conviction and love that she had for Jesus and said to them, I have seen the Lord. 
That's the resurrection statement. I have seen the Lord. Now, whether they believed her or not, because we're told that the disciples were so afraid they were behind locked doors, in comes Mary, I have seen the Lord. Whether they believe her or not, no one can take her experience of her encounter with the risen Lord away. No one. She had seen him. She had heard him call her name. And she had her loving response. It was her own personal experience of the resurrection of Jesus. I pray today that each one of you, in your heart, will hear Jesus call you by name because he knows you by name, each one of you. And he calls you into a new, refreshed, restored, revitalised life. Today we celebrate life after death, resurrection after crucifixion, joy after sorrow. But there is no resurrection without death first. We are not able to avoid the pain of suffering in our own life and in the world around us. But what resurrection offers us is hope. It's not the end of the story. Hope that we do not face an eternal death, but we pass from this earthly life into eternal life because of the cross and the resurrection. That is the life to come that we are promised. But we are also promised. This is resurrection life that you can experience now, in your life now, for the present moment, where you are living, working and engaging in life. And this is expressed in the scripture verses for today. Romans 8, 11. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who believes in you. Life in your body, life eternal, but life now in your body, in your life now. And from 1 John 4, verse 4. You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them. Them refers to the spirit of Antichrist. The spirit who will not declare that Jesus is the Son of God. That's the spirit that is in the world. But you are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Not will be greater, but is greater now. The one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. These verses speak of resurrection power. And that's what I want each one of us to experience today is resurrection power. And there are four things about resurrection power that I want to share with you. The first is that resurrection power is in you. It lives and breathes in you because the Holy Spirit is alive in you. 
After Jesus' resurrection and before he ascended to heaven, Jesus told his disciples to wait in Jerusalem until they received the power of the Holy Spirit. And we know that 40 days after the crucifixion, on the day of Pentecost, that happened. The Holy Spirit came in power and it happens in our life. When we become believers in Jesus, invite Jesus to be part of our lives and invite the Holy Spirit to live within us. But there is no resurrection power without repentance, redemption and restoration. We've already sung about that in our worship songs today. We have to come to the cross, to Jesus, and confess our sinful ways of living our dependence on our own strength instead of depending on him, the times when he is not the centre of our lives and we decide to go our own way and when we fall short of what God desires for us. We confess, we repent, meaning that we turn away from all that would hold us back from the life that God wants us to live. We ask for his forgiveness and we receive it by faith, not by feeling. We receive it by faith. Whether you feel it or not, you believe that you receive the forgiveness of Jesus for your sin. No more guilt, no more shame. And we need to do this daily. The surrender of our lives to Jesus, praying his prayer Not my will, Father, but your will be done in my life. Redemption is the promise of God to deliver us from the power of sin and the presence of sin. And then we are restored to a living relationship with God, with the Lord Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit. And we are able to restore relationships with one another. This is what resurrection power does in your life. Resurrection power is in you. It's not just something we talk about today. It is in you. It is a reality. The second point is that resurrection power is stronger than anything else in all the world. And it is amazing that this resurrection power is the same power, the same mighty power and strength that raised Jesus from the dead. It's not a copy of that power. It's not that power at half strength. It's not just a weak, tiny little bit of the power that God gives you. As John writes in his letter in 1 John 4 verse 4, the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Greater. Resurrection power. The same strength of resurrection power is in you that raised Jesus from the dead. This should give us great confidence in our living. But it's not a proud and arrogant confidence. You know, look at me. It's a belief and trust that we have dwelling within us the same resurrection power that Jesus knew. 
The same resurrection power that Mary Magdalene knew in the garden on that morning in her encounter with the risen Lord Jesus. You see, it was not the usual custom at that time in history for any woman to be a witness. Women were not allowed to testify in a Jewish court because they were regarded as unreliable. But here, that resurrection day, Jesus asks Mary to be a witness. He empowers her and commissions her to go and witness to his disciples that he is alive. And it is that resurrection power that rises within her when she goes to the disciples and she says to them, I have seen the Lord. May that resurrection power rise up in you today and give you power to go and carry out the good works that God wants you to do in his kingdom. May that resurrection power rise up in you and enable you to overcome the battles and face the challenges that you face in your own life. And we all have them. We're human. But we can know the one who comes alongside us and helps us. Across the world today, millions of Christians will gather to worship and proclaim that Christ is risen. Millions. And we join with them throughout the whole world in experiencing resurrection power that will make a difference in people's lives wherever they are. It will restore them to a right relationship with God. It will enable them and empower them to do those good works that God has prepared and planned in advance for us to do. He has a plan for your life, a plan for the good things he wants you to carry out for him. We receive the word of Paul in his beautiful prayer in Ephesians 1 verses 18 to 20. We pray that the eyes of our heart may be enlightened in order that we may know the hope to which he has called us, the hope, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty power he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. Are you living with that hope? Do you believe that within you is the mighty strength that God used when he raised Jesus from the dead? But we have to live in it. We have to dwell in his word. We have to pray. Then we have to live and act believing and trusting that power, the power that makes us alive to Christ, the power that enables the fruit of the Spirit to grow within us, that we may grow in love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control, all of that fruit of the Spirit growing within you. The third aspect is that resurrection power is experienced through suffering. And this is the hard part, but it is necessary. 
Paul said in Philippians 3, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings. And Jesus himself said, if anyone wants to follow me, you must give up your own way, take up your cross and follow me. Even in the face of unspeakable evil and atrocities which we struggle to comprehend and which sometimes keep people away from believing in God because they wonder how a God of love could enable this to happen. There is one who has walked the way of the cross. The Lord Jesus Christ is the one who knows the depths of agony, who was plunged into barbarity, who has been into the place of death and hell for us and comes alongside us, takes us by the hand and walks with us in suffering. All the suffering in the world, all the evil, the sinfulness, the violence, the horror and all that you experience that is difficult in your life, all of it was gathered into Jesus when he hung on the cross and by his wounds we are healed. There is no healing without suffering but there is healing, there is hope. Death is not the last word because Jesus is the resurrection and the life. At the raising of Lazarus from the dead, Jesus proclaimed, I am the resurrection and the life. And then in that last week of Jesus' earthly life, when he gathered his disciples and was teaching them, he said, John 14, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. You might feel that your life is out of control, powerless to change a situation, powerless to break a sinful habit, powerless to save a broken relationship, powerless to overcome the things that weigh you down. We all experience times like that. But be encouraged by these words from Scripture. How incredibly great is his power to help those who believe him, the same mighty power that he used when he raised Christ from the dead. Isn't that a beautiful thought? the power that is there in you, but also the help. Whatever it is that you need help with, Jesus promises to help you. He will help you. The same power God used in the resurrection 2,000 years ago can make a difference in your life right now. It is not the power of magic to get you out of a tight spot, but the incredible power to forgive and not to take revenge when you are hurt, power to have a fresh start, the power to endure and the power to be transformed. Experiencing that power 
is what it means to see the Lord at work in your life, the risen Lord Jesus at work in your life. Jesus is here in his resurrection power today. We have praised him in song. We've prayed to him. We've heard his words from scripture. His spirit is alive in you. Do you need to experience it afresh today to be restored, to be renewed in your faith? Therefore, we can believe with confidence. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. And remember, it is about life eternal after death, but it is also life, abundant life right now. Resurrection life today. I encourage you, perhaps today or during this week, to read all of Romans chapter 8. It won't take you long to read it. Take it into your heart. Take it into your life. It talks about life in the spirit. And Romans chapter 8 finishes with this verse. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. You see, the risen Lord Jesus, Father God loves you, knows you by name, knows what is happening for you in your life and loves you so much he will never cut you off from his love. But you need to receive it and you need to live in it. All praise and thanks to God our Father and Christ Jesus our Saviour for his resurrection life and his resurrection power that lives in us. May that be your experience today on this Easter Sunday and in the rest of your life. Amen.